0: Welcome to episode 14 of Give a Fuck, presented by Spark Consciousness. I am your host, Sarah Woodard. Among other things, I am a certified shamanic practitioner, Reiki master teacher, activist, educator, speaker, and award-winning children's author. I'm also a fierce defender of the underdog, which for me means wildlife, companion and work-slash-farmed animals, mother nature, and Gaia herself. I care deeply about my fellow human animals and believe that when we learn to live in harmony with nature, we also learn to live in harmony with ourselves and each other. I am fearless about doing my own inner work and growth and am passionate about helping create a world where all beings are respected and honored. I have a deep connection to Gaia and feel particularly connected in the presence of the beautiful Colorado Front Range. When I'm not busy working to present information about living in harmony with Mother Nature, I share my time with three wonderful cats, enjoy bird watching, and experiencing all the outdoors has to offer. My life journey to this point has been filled with twists, turns, and changes, as has everyone's. For me, the constants from birth to now are a strong connection to Gaia, a deep-seated need to serve and help create a more compassionate and healthy world, and a love of both learning and sharing my knowledge. Those lifelong constants are what brought me to this point. All of the knowledge I've acquired in the process of learning to live my life in harmony, as well as new information I come across, are the inspiration for and knowledge bombs presented in this podcast. Through connection to nature, I help young millennial women and others feeling lost define their values and find their true purpose in life. And for reference, that is women with an X, folks. The purpose of this show is to present new information and or old information in a new way to help you see connections and live in harmony. Sometimes I also share other resources as I love to help you continue learning. As a quick reminder, the spelling of give a fuck is F asterisk K and a huge thank you to my existing patrons on Patreon. So a quick life update, I mentioned in the last show how I had kind of given the universe a deadline uh, regarding some aspects of searching for this unicorn house. That deadline passed and it did not appear. The house has not arrived in into my existence, into my line of sight yet. However, that deadline, I think, maybe sped up some of the inner slash spiritual work that I have to do in order to be in a place where I can fully manifest it, fully Fully be prepared energetically to receive it. It was not easy at all, but it was super necessary. And I'm not going to go into a ton of the details here because it was a super, super personal, but also very advanced spiritual stuff. And this is not the podcast to talk about that. Just know that we all get stuck sometimes when we're trying to create the life that we want to live. And that's usually time that we have to do some growing and some changing in some way. And that's okay. <music> At this point, I would normally move on to questions submitted via Patreon, since every Patreon subscriber has the ability to ask a question that I will answer right here on the show. But since I don't have any for this week, I thought it would be a good time to actually go over some of the previous questions that I've answered. One of the questions that had been submitted actually by a friend of mine when we were having lunch, she wanted to know, what is Satan. For those that are not familiar, seitan is vegan protein, one of the many vegan proteins, and I chose to use that instead of saying the meat of the show or the heart of the show, because being vegan myself and wanting to promote compassion with language choice as well as as well as with action and lifestyle, I felt it was important to choose something for the show that would be also along those lines so hence the satan of the shell which will be the next section another question that has been asked in the in the past is why women with an x and that is a really great question because it's definitely sort of a new thing that's happening you know traditionally women is spelled you know w o m e n or a n for woman and clearly that brings in the male aspect of it and with how gender is very fluid and people are becoming more aware of gender fluidity, it's become necessary to have some different spellings to sort of embrace that. So women with an X, as I understand it, is anyone who identifies as female, regardless of your birth gender. Women with a Y is someone who is probably born female and has a uterus, regardless of how they identify. So I'm using women with an X, because for me, if you identify as female, probably this is going to resonate for you somehow. If you don't identify as female, I still love you. I still think you're great. This may not be as meaningful for you, but you're still welcome to tune in if it does. So that's some examples of some questions that we've had in the past. Again, if you want to submit a question, just subscribe on Patreon and you can totally do that. For now, though, I am going to move on to the Satan of the show. Today, we're going to talk about 50 different ways that you can save the planet that will also help you find your purpose in the process. By this point, if you've been listening to anything I've had to say, you probably know that an important part of finding your purpose is exploring different activities and ideas because doing this helps you define your values and connect with others while discovering your passions. And all of this plays really key roles in figuring out what it is you're here to do. So these 50 ways to save the planet help you do all of that exploration through connection with nature. And I'm going to put them into some handy categories as we talk about them. I recommend that you try to do at least one from each category and then expand, grow, combine, hone in from there. You definitely do not have to do all 50. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something and it all adds up. So the first category we're going to talk about is lifestyle. You can reduce your energy consumption. And this can be done by turning off lights when you leave a room, using LED bulbs, and weatherizing your home. You can drive less. If you can walk, bike, or take public transportation instead of driving, that's always helpful. If you do have to drive, try to carpool or take advantage of ride-sharing services, Sometimes this is even cheaper than buying gas, especially right now with the crazy gas prices we've got going on. You can go vegan. Meat production is a major, major contributor to climate change. By eating less meat, you can help reduce your impact on the environment. You can recycle and compost. It greatly reduces the amount of stuff that goes into landfills. And if you are going to compost and you have space to do so, starting a worm bin is a really good idea. I know it sounds a little strange, but worm bins actually increase the speed at which the compost is broken down because worms eat that stuff and they break it down into the organic matter, which you can then have as nutrient-rich soil that, or compost that can be used to fertilize your plants. You can use less water by taking shorter showers, fixing leaks, turning off the faucet when you brush your teeth and watering your lawn less often, or just getting rid of your lawn, which we're going to talk about in just a couple more. You can try to buy local and sustainable products whenever possible. In doing that, you're supporting businesses that are committed to protecting the environment, and you're supporting your community, which is always a good thing to do. You can avoid single-use plastics. This is stuff like plastic bags, straws, water bottles, and by water bottles, I don't mean like the refillable ones. I mean the ones that you get in a case at the store. This this plastic, it can't really be recycled, even though it says recyclable on it. Generally speaking, what happens in recycling with other materials is it's broken down and then made into something very similar to what it was before, like glass. a glass bottle. They break it down, they melt it down, and they make a new glass bottle. With plastics, it deteriorates during this process, so if it started life as a plastic bottle, it can't be made into another plastic bottle. And so far too much of this plastic winds up in as litter and in the oceans and damaging critical habitats. It's not a good thing. You can choose sustainable fashion. When you buy clothes, look for items that are made from sustainable materials and produced in an ethical way. You can look for the fair trade certification as one way to do this, but there are definitely other ways as well. You can reduce your food waste. Food waste is actually like a major contributor to climate change because of how farming works in this country. And also because unless you're composting it yourself, it doesn't really break down in the landfills. You can adopt a pet from a shelter. And you're probably thinking, what does that have to do with the environment? Well. Here's the thing, when you adopt a pet from a shelter, you are, you're saving a life. So a kill shelter is going to kill for space and resources, regardless of how healthy the animal is. So that's not compassionate, first of all, but it's also a great way to inject more chemicals and more foreign bodies literally into the ground that we don't need a no-kill shelter, which there are far too few of them in this country, they won't kill just for space. However, if those those pets that are waiting for homes there aren't adopted, other animals in need can't be brought in. So either way, you're saving a life and you're doing something that's compassionate and you're helping the environment. Adopt, don't shop, peeps. All three of my kitties are shelter cats, and every every um, pet I have ever been a parent to has been from the shelter. It's very satisfying to do that, I believe. You can plant natives instead of lawns. And so natives is going to be determined by where you live, not how the plant behaves. And you can ask whatever cooperative extension is in your area for more information on how to do that. Some places even have programs in place to help you through this process of replacing your lawn with, a, with native plants. You can bring your own reusable grocery bags when you go shopping. You can use natural pest control methods instead of chemicals, and you can be a role model. Any of these changes that you make in your own life will inspire other people to do the same. All right, so the next category is community involvement. Volunteering is a great way to do this. If you're specifically thinking about the environment, volunteer for a local environmental organization, school, or anywhere else that helps to protect the planet. You're also this way going to meet other people. Get involved in politics. Voting for sure. Make sure that they support environmental protections and any other issues that you believe in. Or you can even run for office yourself. You can write to your elected officials about environmental issues that are important to you. This is a really great way to make your voice heard and to influence policy decisions. And to continue with this writing idea, if you like to write, write letters to the editor. It's often a really effective way to share your opinions with your community and raise awareness. You can support environmental education. If you have kids, teach them about the importance of protecting the planet And if not, or even if you do, either way, you can volunteer at your local environmental education center or a school. You could start a community garden. This is a really good way to get to know your neighbors and to grow your own food. You could also host a potluck dinner. Again, you're going to get to know your neighbors and your community, and you're also going to be reducing food waste. Adopt a highway or a park area. You've probably seen those signs, you know, this this bridge adopted by whatever organization or this highway adopted by whatever organization. And the idea with that is that you and the group that you put together are responsible for keeping that space clean and free of litter. It is a great way to contribute to your community while you're helping to save the planet. And then you could also become a citizen scientist. This is really cool because citizen scientists have no scientific background, but help with scientific research. Some examples of that would be participating in bird counts or water quality testing and wildlife surveys. The next category is to vote with your dollar. As consumers, we have huge power with how we spend our money. It may not seem like that $5 that you spend on something is a big deal, because out of your pocket, maybe it's not. But when enough people can spend $5 on that thing, it sends a message to that company that what they're doing, people like it, and so they don't change. If instead you spent maybe $7 to buy that exact thing by a company whose values you support, that also sends a message. So these are some different ways to vote with your dollar. You can support renewable energy sources, Support businesses that are committed to sustainability. You can drive a fuel-efficient car. Buy used products whenever possible. Repair things instead of replacing them. Donate unwanted items to charity. Buy in bulk to reduce packaging waste, assuming you have a place to store it, of course. Shop at thrift stores and consignment shops. Choose eco-friendly cleaning products. Buy recycled paper products. You could also donate to environmental causes. This is a very direct message to those nonprofits and other organizations that you believe in what they're doing and you want them to be successful. And you'd be surprised how far that $5 with them can go. You can invest in sustainable products and services as opposed to whatever your mutual fund that you signed up for dumps you into. This is really powerful way to send a message to corporations about what it is that you support and want to see in the world. You can start a business that helps solve an environmental problem. You could invent a new product or technology that helps with the environment. You could adopt a tree, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes for a place where you can do just that. And you could also adopt wildlife, and again, I'll throw a link in the show notes for that as well. Next up, we're going to talk about expanding your knowledge. As you know, that's one of my big things. If you've listened to how I closed the show in the past. So to expand your knowledge, educate yourself and others. Because the more you know about the environment, the more you can do to help protect it. And when you share that with, with your friends and your family and your community, they're going to get excited about it too. And you might each all find different things that you're like, oh, this is the piece I'm most passionate about. And that makes even, that spreads the difference around, right? And that's great. You can learn about regenerative agriculture. This is a farming method that focuses on improving the health of the soil and the environment. It's basically how farming was done before big ag was a thing. You can also learn about vertical farming, this is a method of growing crops vertically and stacked in layers. It can be done indoors or outdoors, so it uses much less land and water than other farming methods. You could learn about a circular economy. This is a very interesting concept to me, and I don't know a ton about it, but it's basically an economic model that aims to eliminate waste and pollution. As part of this this economy, things get reused not just by individuals. It's, it's pretty interesting. You can learn about permaculture, which is a system of design that mimics the patterns found in nature. So you can use it to create sustainable and self-submission communities, or just to make your own home more sustainable and self-sufficient. And then the final category is to get creative. We all have that inner creative spark that needs to be nurtured in some way. And it's expressed differently for everyone. So here are just a few ideas for how you can get creative to help save the environment. You can start a blog or a podcast about environmental issues. You can create art or music that celebrates the natural world. You can create a nature journal. And if this whole journaling thing has your ears buzzing, again, check in the show notes for my journaling challenge to help you get started. It is absolutely free to sign up, and I think you'll really like it. You can write books or poetry that celebrate nature. And you can also design a native plant garden or planter for your home. So each of these 50 ways of being more environmentally friendly also help you discover your purpose. Pretty amazing, right? How that works together. This is why I do what I do. If you liked these and you want to keep going with with this whole concept of saving the planet and finding your purpose simultaneously, you will absolutely love my online class. I hope you'll check it out. I'll drop a link for that in the show notes as well. In the meantime, I am going to move on to wrapping up this week's show. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social media and my website, which are in the show notes. You can also, as I mentioned earlier, sign up on Patreon. And just a little quick note about how that works when you opt in and stick around, you get some fun bennies, everything from submitting a question to discount codes and merch. You can see them all on the Patreon page. 10% of every dollar you spend with me, whether it's on Patreon to sign up for a different offering, wherever it is, if it comes, if it comes to me at the end, 10% of that goes to charitable causes that help make the world a more compassionate place. With the case of Patreon... The other 90% pays for hosting, software, and other equipment if I need it, and also to help keep the Katie Babies happy while I ignore them to do this work for you. If your podcast platform allows it, I would really appreciate you taking a moment to rate the show. It is free to do and really helps me extend my reach. In two weeks, we are going to be talking about some tips for anxious introverts on how to find your purpose and Particularly the part with connecting with other people. As an INFJ myself and somebody who can definitely have anxiety frequently, I am well suited to explain to you how to overcome this or at least work with it. So I hope you will tune in for that in two weeks. In the meantime, continue to expand your knowledge, feel the connections, and live with compassion.